Here we go again. Welcome to The Hydrant, everyone. I'm Jim Cooper. This episode sponsored by Voices and Sound Studios. For all your professional recording needs, touch base with Roman Barry at VoicesAndSound.com. Coming directly from the horseshoe crowd capital of the world, get a leg up and get ready for The Hydrant. And now, a man who has a permanent address at the seventh circle of hell, your host, Jim Cooper. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Hydrant. With me today is Carlana Stone. She is an author, an international speaker, Emmy-nominated, award-winning television producer. She's done a ton of stuff. She's, uh, she's a certified scuba diver in the Grand Caymans. She's gone on road trips in her custom-built Harley. She's across uh, country. She's piloted an airplane solo. She's jumped out of an airplane. And, oh, <laughs> by the way, she accomplished all this confined to a wheelchair after an accident when she was 17 that left her a paraplegic. So this woman is just the epitome of don't tell me I can't do it. I'm going to do it. She's the author of a book of never give in, never give up. And she founded the Courage Community in 2006. Yeah, it's just it goes on and on. So I am I am so honored and thrilled. She's been on every talk show on TV and the planet. I'm honored and thrilled to have her here unscripted and unapologetic. Welcome to the show. Uh, for one of the few times in my life, I'm speechless. <laughs> oh, wow. um, no, it's it, it's interesting to thank you, thank you first and foremost for like golly for this opportunity for your rocket Gibraltar staying power, <laughs> man. It's like you know just, just riding the crazy Carolina hurricane. You know, uh, we tried to I, do I, this I a couple times we, and it's been crazy. Yeah, and and, and I, I don't even know what gave me this blessing, how this blessing came about. You just popped into my life, man. You're like just a magic capsule that cracked open and it's like oh my gosh you know it's like something you have to do and uh well i'll tell you you know part of part of my uh taking so long to actually schedule something with you and see it through has been me making excuses and using my environment to kind of well 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 this is a truth you know but it's only like a half truth because part of me has been like paralyzed with fear to actually dive in here with you and just be you know well, what i profess to be and so so you're forcing me into a really awesome uh honest, situation yeah. yeah 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 thank you well, well let's let's, let's talk about that mm -hmm. for a minute because you know and i'm using my own experiences because there are things that that you know, for example, let's take a concrete example. Flying petrifies me. I mean, you know, it just absolutely petrifies. You've done all these things and you've been able to um, bust through, obviously, any fears or anything else that you've had. What, how? If, if, you, if someone said to you, hey, I really want to do, I really want to learn how to fly a plane, but I'm scared to death to, to do it. What would you say to them? I would say that's a sign to do it. You know, fear, like uh, Pressfield, Stephen Pressfield, he said, you know. The war of art. Are yep. you paralyzed with fear? You know, well, you know what? If, if so, that's a good thing. 
because it tells you what you've got to do, you know? And so sometimes it's like, you know, fear and avoidance work together. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, we avoid the things we fear. We fear the things that we avoid, you know? So it's like, well, let's just drive straight, you know, fly straight into the eye of the storm. And that's where, happens. that's where, you know, like freedom resides, you know, it, it takes a lifetime to get here and I'll be here again for the first time, you know, <laughs> soon. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's like a place we revisit, you know, as we're right. like working our way up the hill. Yeah. Of all the things that you've, you've, accomplished and it's just the one that sticks out of me because i just think it's so cool is 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 doing the custom built harley on <laughs> road trips i mean it's just that to me is just about as fun as it gets as as these things came up to you you know whether it was flying the plane or the harley or scuba diving did these things just kind of pop up in your life at the time or was it something you always had kind of in the back of your mind and said, well, I'm not going to let this wheelchair stop me. I'm going to go ahead and do these things anyway. Good question, because here we get into the idea of, of physical barriers and, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we get into a, um, a whole host, a, a really deep conversation because we're talking about invisible shrapnel, right? That the, the stuff you don't see that keeps us down, that keeps mm -hmm. us. And so my Harley, Everything from its design to, just to the idea of building a dream, right? Mm -hmm. It was a community effort. It was something that started with, you know, I can't walk, <laughs> but I want to ride, you know, and I want to be in that driver's seat. I want to be in control and, and I want to have this unlimited view of the world. I want to have that full 360, you know, where it's like, right. And, and access to that and that freedom. And, oh, oh this is actually a good story. Um, when uh, the, the whole community, I was living in Glendale, California at the time. This is 2009. Well, I don't know. It was my 40th birthday. I was born in 1968. Do the math. It was 2008. <laughs> whatever. 2008. I was married, living in Glendale, California. My husband is brilliant. Ex-husband is, is a brilliant drummer. Oh my God. Yeah. Post-production oh, cool. sound engineer, pilot, you know, uh, he, he's my inspiration for so much. And it's like, he has no idea like what he's got inside of him, you know? And it's like, oh my God. Anyway, uh, he, he showed me what was inside of me, right? Like mm -hmm. from this like engineering standpoint, right? Where it's like, oh, wait a minute, you know? Let's figure this out. We can problem solve. I mean, the guy designed circuit boards for, <laughs> for a living. So there was like this, I don't know, this, this desire to take on any, well, I'll, I'll tell you when it started. It was my first time out of rehab, but meaning I, I was paralyzed at 16, right? right. And uh, I was a gymnast. I was a cheerleader. You know, it's like had an ass you could bounce a quarter off of. <laughs> I mean, you know, my entire identity you know you've heard me say it you know before whatever it's like was based on my physical capability and, right. and when your identity when those labels when those stigmas and all that kind of stuff attached to that limited you know limited you're not you. good enough you don't belong yeah. here and it echoes everything that you're feeling inside and and it's echoed throughout the environment 
and what you know circa 1985 there weren't a lot of people in wheelchairs especially 16 year olds that were out and integrated into public and actually doing anything they were all people who were just like oh wow you know that carried it all, at that time that carried its own stigma not only from that age level sure from a, a peer standpoint for you but in society in general that it was just you're just starting to to pay attention to that just a little bit yeah well 16 is a very impressionable age mm. um, and for whatever reason when i wrote and published my book i lied <laughs> i was still like hiding then right it, it, it was like i said i was 17. You know, little things that don't really matter, but but it it, it it was all about like my level of honesty with myself and who I am and being in touch with that. Right. And that's where the, you know, the freedom resides. Right. And so I, I'm really excited at this phase of my life because I'm I know who I am. Right. Uh, I know why I'm here and I have a path and a platform to pull it off and it's like, oh my God. So breaking out of that self-imposed inertia, that self-imposed paralysis is stuff we don't see, right? That connects right. us. So, so, so anyway, you know, I can remember going out of rehab the very first time that, uh, you know, this is like I said, 1985 and then, oh my God, my dad, my whole family take us out to, we, we go out to dinner in Dallas. That's where I was, Dallas Rehab right. Institute. And we pull up to the valet, you know, and, and my dad pulls into the center lane and there, there are three lanes to the valet here, right? My dad pulls into the center lane, opens all four doors. Right. And you know, my family's jumping out. We don't do anything in a quiet way. My dad's like, Hey, I got a wheelchair in the trunk. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like, I've got this turtle shell of a brace, you know, right. like I'm just learning balance. You know, I'm like, lost some faculties and then you know but summoning the courage and the and and the skill set of a gymnast right on a right. balance beam so i've got this board that was i don't know about three feet long right that, that you know i would scoot across at that point you know like i would get out of the so to get out of the car my dad makes this big parade and you know brings the wheelchair around and and i've got a inch across the three foot board in right. the car seat into the uh, wheelchair. But at my one o'clock, this kind of thing that I'm going, <laughs> I could see the line. I could see the line of people like waiting, waiting for their cars because we have blocked all three lanes. lanes. You know, it, it, and, and I'm telling myself, as I mentioned across this board, it was an eternity. I'm like, don't look up, don't look up, don't look up, don't look up. So what did I do? I looked up, right? And I look up and I meet this woman's gaze about one o'clock. And um, for the first time in my life, I became an object of pity. I had summoned, I had engendered a look of pity from somebody, much like I had given, you know, because I've got this, this heart of an empath. I never wanted to be on the receiving end of that, you know, I wanted right. to be on the giving end. And it was like, oh my God, it was the hands down most paralyzing moment of my life because I felt less than, I felt apart from, I felt like, oh my God, freak on parade, right? mm -hmm. freak on display. So for the better part of my life, 
I uh, broke out of that metaphorical cage, just, just wanted to prove to the world that these physical barriers don't define me. I can't walk, but I can fly. So that, that's where the learning to fly, right. learning to escape all these barriers, but I never ever addressed what I was feeling inside. I right. became a television producer, right? In Los Angeles. I mean, I made a career out of it and it was because I was starved for a way to connect with people. And so exchanging our stories, we discovered so much about ourselves that it's like, oh, we're not so different after all, you know? And right. we all have this invisible shrapnel. Um, well, that I'm going to say, you've yeah. used that term twice, and I find it fascinating when, you know, because I've never heard it before. When you say invisible shrapnel, give me a good example of what that is. No, oh, man, it, it, it's like, it's just, it's the stuff you don't see. It is like the guilt, the shame, okay. the, the um, feeling less than, not a part of, a lack of belonging. Right. Um, you know, it, it, it is a basic fundamental human need to be a part of something. And you discover something that doesn't change about yourself. Mm -hmm. like, I, I, like, um, but I ran from it. Yeah, you know, I can't walk, but I ran real quick, <laughs> real fast. I ran. And well, there's got to be there's got to be a certain level of just denial. That it's like, you know, this isn't me. I'm, I'm, you know, and, and as you were talking about before, fear of having to look and face this. Yeah. Whatever it happens yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, and in tune with like what you know, like you have to be honest with yourself. And I kept myself so busy that I was hiding under the shroud of labels, you know, Hollywood producer. So everybody from Shreveport's like, oh yeah, oh, she's gone off to LA and become a Hollywood producer. And I was like, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about myself, you know? And, and you know, living in Russia, it was like, oh, she's the American, American, you know, it's like, um, you know, so, so I, without intention, kind of set myself up to be heralded by these Mm. uh labels that were umbrellas you know like a place right. i could hide right yeah um so, and so only re recognizes in retrospect but yeah, yeah um, that's what i was going to say at, at one point did you say you know or was there a specific instance that happened or did it just kind of come upon you that it's like well i've done all this stuff but there's something going on in here I haven't paid attention to. <laughs> it's it's starting to eat at me. What 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 was something was there something that triggered that and got you on a a path to more self discovery? That's a brilliant question. I'll tell you, it was um, a surprise, serendipitous discovery um, when I moved from California back down south of the Mason-Dixon line <laughs> <laughs> and um, realized the person that I had conjured up all these years, saw myself through that eyes, because th those eyes, I kind of avoided it for so long mm -hmm. that it became, I fooled myself, I tricked myself or, you, you know, definitely put safety measures, but, but, but I didn't do it intentionally in the moment. It was like a, a form of survival. It, mm -hmm. it was like, you know, whatever you have to do to make it happen. But, and, and part of that avoidance 
was avoiding anybody else in wheelchairs, avoiding anybody else with special mm. needs or whatever you want to call it. Cause I ain't one of them. I don't want to be one of them. I don't want to confirm what I'm feeling in my heart that I don't belong here. And that this, you know, because that, it, it was a, a veneer that I was looking through, you know, right. it was a personal, um, and, and it started with how I saw myself. And so moving down South and Mason Dixon line, this was after, you know, I'd got a divorce and moved downtown Los Angeles from Glendale. Um, my husband, my ex-husband and I are like, you know, better friends we've ever been. Right. And yeah, but we grew a lot together. He, 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 oh my God, he was a gift. Anyway, um, moving down south and it was like, you know, I had no, I just kind of like cast my sail and let the wind carry me. You know, right. and, and I put my stuff in storage in downtown LA and went to go see my mom and daddy in Florida and had a gig down in Boca somewhere. And then, you know, stopped back in Austin and I was like, Ooh, I like this place. This is a good place to decompress. Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> as I'm coming back down into the buckle of the Bible belt, but these are my roots and deep roots matter, right? Relationships. This whole community got behind me and catapulted. You know, I was 16 when I was paralyzed and this whole community came behind me and my family and, and opened doors and opportunities. And, and it's something I've taken for granted my whole life. You know, I was raised in the vortex of love. I think with that, there was an intimacy, that there was a foundation from which I could draw from my family that, that my mom and dad specifically Going back to the Harley thing, and then we'll go to my parents. I want you to like try to juxtapose that that being on display in the valet, right? <laughs> and this woman's gaze just burned in my memory, right? That said, you are less than. How's anybody gonna love you? It's gonna take a special man to love you. All these things that my environment, I realized it. What it was like. A mere reflection of me, right? And mm -hmm. um, that that the reason I would recognize this woman today is because I look at her every day in the mirror. And until you know you can actually look her in the eye, you know, it, it, it's like it, it, it is like a crazy neuroscience that happens. Like you know, when you dive right into your fear, right into the root, you get to the root of of what's giving you all this anxiety this inability to focus you know so all these initials adhd tbi spinal cord injury you know all these different things and it's like <sighs> um and you can have all those yeah and and that's fine because that's that's up at at this level but it still doesn't address the core Right, And at what point did you look at that person in the mirror and say, what can I do now? What do I do now? How do I get past all this and yeah. what do I do? Uh, well, I got there in Austin <laughs> when I moved to Austin and I'm like, people look at me differently. <laughs> I'm like, Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know? And it, it's like, there was a, um, it was a different experience where, where I felt like, and I think it was because I was getting closer to myself, to my mm -hmm. roots, to the root of the issue, right. Where I had to be courageous enough to come home where to a place where I cannot hide. 
these people knew me before and after, you know, and it's like, there's this, and they love me anyway. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, they've also impacted gonna, the whole trajectory. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask yeah. what happens now when you go eye to eye with someone who has that same gaze, the same gaze that woman gave you in the parking lot in the, at the valet that, you know, was like that, that look of pity. What happens now for you when someone gives you that look or do they anymore? No, no, no. See, see what I was trying to articulate. And sometimes I have a hard time communicating what's so vibrant in my heart. Mm -hmm. What I've come to realize is that woman's gaze was a mere reflection of how I saw myself. Mm -hmm. So it was like this bright light on this is how you see yourself, an object of pity. I don't belong here. You know, things that I had adopted just because they were part of the fabric of the environment in which I was raised and, and, and what, what I saw out in the environment. You know, I didn't see people in wheelchairs that were game changers and orchestrating things, you know, to go to Artemis, you know, to return the moon, the moon. Right. You know, I mean, I mean, like, I, I never thought of it, you know, I never thought of using, you know, that, that, that our hardships make us stronger and that, that you know, that, oh, man, yeah, yeah, it, it, it truly was about how I saw myself. And so, so it, it's, it's an interesting thing. It's a whole paradigm shift. Right. When you, get, when you get to a point where you're like, I know who I am. I know who I am. And I'm just good. And so I've got love to give. And. If I just let that guide me, everything else just it, it, it sounds crazy and whatever, but, but but it is like there's a neuroscience to it. There's this right. aspect of just like, oh my God, surrender, you know, and flying right into the eye of the storm and and confronting your fears and like 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 doing this with you because it's like, you know, and you kept saying in your emails, you know, no preparation needed, you know, it's like yeah. oh, and so I can avoid it or I can, you know, and I, I've just been so blessed with opportunity but, but, but to bring it back to like, this is a, um, a paralysis, self-imposed paralysis that I kept re reinforcing, reinforced over every single decision I made in my life. So it was, um, there was a moment when my husband, ex-husband and I got my Harley. It was my 40th birthday. And we got like the second one off the assembly line. It was a Harley trike built from the ground up to okay. be a trike. Uh, Glendale Harley, uh, my, my friends, they did the love ride for 30 years. It's all over too. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh my God, you know, and, and Mario is a dear friend of mine. And so this, and Billy, good God, the whole team, they came together to build a dream, right? Right. And, and they're like, okay, she's in a wheelchair. You know, we're going to get her on this thing and build it. But uh, Mario, so so they signed on to do this. You know, it was like a you know six months later. Right. We we get the second one after Willie G off of the assembly line, and my uh, John and I go to see the Harley, and as we pull up, he's driving. Uh, as we pull up behind, you know, the 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 trike that has just arrived, I'm sizing up the trunk, and I'm going. Oh, we're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to redesign that door because, you know, the, the wheels aren't going to make it through there. And he's like, wheelchair's not going in the trunk. And I'm like, 
to hell it's not. You know, I mean, I'm going to get on that thing and be like this free spirit and whatever, where nobody gets to, you know, where I get it. And he goes, no, 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 no. They got this um, Clicktronic, which is from New Zealand, and it's a thumb shifter. Yeah, that racing, you know, that racing motorcycle shoes and everything. So that right. was prefab, but we were able to bring that in. And then Billy and, and John designed a way to pull the rear brake cylinder from the back and pull it up to the front and, and put in a dual brake system that was completely customized and manufactured and designed by these right. hands on guys. Right. And then John had this, um, I mean, we, we, we actually did this together. You, you know, there was a flat panel of, you know, piece of aluminum that had a little slip for the back of my chair. And so, you know, the wheels come off my wheelchair where they're quick release. And right. so it was like, boom, 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 all of a sudden I could get onto that trike like I could get in and out of my car, which had become, you know, this great vehicle for independence kind of thing. Right. You know? I can remember being really, oh, I couldn't stand going anywhere in that thing because it's like everybody could see my 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 wheelchair. <laughs> Damn it. Um, I just wanted to be the girl in a Harley, much less as a trike, but still. I just wanted to, you know, uh, right. but, but it was going there and going to the grocery store and being so adamant. Like I did grocery shopping. I put the groceries in the trunk, not my tires, but, but, but the groceries. And would have people come up to the grocery to me in the grocery store going, Oh wow, you're such an inspiration. I'm like, whatever. You know. But there was this moment that I was driving from like riding from Pasadena uh on two ten um and, and back to Glendale. And I mean I know right where I was. And there was this man with his like, I don't know, ten or twelve year old son in the passenger seat, you know. I mean, it's like an interstate. It's like a four or five lane highway. You know, I looked over and the the image that I saw was like this, this boy, like, and, and the dad was pointing. And for the first time in my life or the, you know, for the first time that time that I could remember, it was like, oh, he's pointing out that I'm in a wheelchair and that I can... Dude, and I imagined in my mind that he was telling his son, hey, look, he's obviously in a wheelchair. You can you can do anything, you know? Mm. And um, all of a sudden, I became like, oh, you know, uh, so grateful. I, I, I don't even know how to put words to it. But I'm like, okay, so I'm revealing a little bit about myself instead of, you know, showing sport in a wheelchair. And it's it, a new it's, perspective. Yeah. It, it was a new lead instead of hiding mm. behind it. You know, it, I've always used the story, you know, in connecting with other people, but it was a moment in time that changed my perspective that I go back and I, I call on that for inspiration right. uh, to keep me in the present moment and to keep me whatever fearless means, you know, fearless just means you're willing to go back in fear and fall down and, and get back up and fall down and get back up. <laughs> uh, but, um, so let me ask, let yeah, me ask yeah. one question before we yeah. get into yeah, the yeah, bizarre yeah. questions. <laughs> we, we've, we've, you know, talked about, you know, your past and what you were feeling and, and the, the different things that went on. So, and this is probably an unfair question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. No, no, the more unfair, the better. <laughs> 
Who is Carlana Stone now? Carlana Stone now is a spark plug. Is the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> that was the first thing that came to mind. Uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a maverick. That was how somebody alluded to me yesterday, man. I'm 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 a rolling stone. I am. Yes. Uh, I know who I am. I know who I am. And uh, I am a conduit. I'm a pipeline. I'm a a relationship expert. I'm a I'm the Sissy and Dave Stone's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a product of my environment. I'm home to pay homage to that, you know? Right. Say that deep roots matter, man. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I am I am here as a gravitational lens to show the impact of community engagement and and, mm. and, and uh, people coming together for oh man it, it, you know Schwartzkopf was it, it was a friend of mine right still is you know I, I summon his energy all the time General Schwartzkopf told me. You can't help a man up a hill without getting a little further up there yourself. And it's like, boom. and it's like, wow, you know, getting outside of ourselves and being a, you know, it, it, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's, um, there's so much truth to that statement. And it's like, I come from a community of service members. I had no idea of the legacy of my mom and dad, because you're going back to that vortex of love, right. you know, it, 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 it's like, but everything that they were trickled into this community and I see it live and on location and lit up everywhere I go here and, and in every single, you know, I feel their influence and it's, and, and it's in a living legacy. You know, this community provided a launching pad for me, right? Mm. It, it impacted the whole trajectory of my life that has been just wrought with opportunity and like, I mean, no boundaries. And um, I'm excited. I I've met some amazing game changers along the way, barrier breakers along the way, mm. people who just went where nobody else has gone because of pure faith, you know, conviction, like, 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 like we're called to do something. And, and, these people have taught me along the way and I'm so excited to actually come, you know, I just started a job at Sideport. There's an alliance of informal education museums who've partnered with NASA. We're one of them. And so we're part okay. of NASA team too. We're a community anchor. Um, and so, so, you know, when you have all this fire and this conviction and, and all this kind of stuff inside of you and you, you, you get to go back to the root source of that and Take all the knowledge that you, I, I am the living fucking, excuse me, alchemist, right? <laughs> excuse me. But, but like Santiago is like, oh my God, that's the story I'm living is like the alchemist. You realize that everything you needed was like right here at home, but it took you a lifetime of going around and engaging and, and building relationships. And oh my gosh, now I've got a safe place to land. And I've got a pipeline to be able to funnel these resources and this mm. knowledge and these precious relationships and expedite the process of being able to resurrect a community 
who's just starved and that that phoenix you know that that phoenix from the ashes and is this really well, it, and and it's been a your journey is is which has brought you to this spot as a journey that most of us can't even imagine um and mm. just just from from the things you've been through and, and regardless of the intention or the thought process behind doing some of these things that you've done whether it's the harley or piloting you know what you know whatever the the psychological reasons for it were that's still part of your story and your journey that's brought you to this spot right. where you are right now and that is that in and of itself is just a phenomenal story <laughs> you know it's it's just it's it's mind-blowing you're the first person who's had you know, a picture and a quote from General Schwarzkopf on their website that I've had on the show. So it's just like, I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. This is going oh, to be Oh, man, that, that guy. Ooh. So it's Norman uh, Norman. He, he yeah. knows how to open doors and he continues to open doors. And it's just, it is a, a, a bright example of the power of building relationships in general mm. you know like building trust among one another and it's like holy cow you never know he and i came together in such a um he's just such a strong man uh yeah <laughs> there's some funny stories we'll talk about it we'll talk about some of those sometime <laughs> but you know seriously but, but but when you look at relationships or a physiologic biologic process as potent as any pill or procedure we just right. don't have a paradigm that integrates that into our education or our, our healthcare. And that's, it, it's, it's, uh, the, the aspect of belonging and, 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 and feeling a part of it's, uh, it's a fundamental tenet. Oh yeah. Right. And, um, and, it, and it's, it's, it's such a ironic characteristic now of, of, you know, the need for everyone these days to be, connected with yeah. each other and, yeah. and we've got all these technological advances that actually do more separation than connecting and it, it takes it now takes an effort because it's so easy to just fall into the nah, I'm, I'm not gonna bother kind of attitude it's just like now more than ever i feel the need that just stepping up to the plate and connecting and making those connections with with other people yeah, well, you know, keeping the touch in tech is what you're talking about. Connection right. is vital for mental health, number one. Right. Um, you know, leveling the playing field where we don't see each other as other than we are, you know, hey, we're a part of this whole thing. we got to connect to the things, the parts of us that are so distinctly human. Right. Where we realize, oh, man, the most liberating place on the planet to, to know who you are. And right. to, yeah, to, to have a safe place to land and a, and a, and a safe place from which to launch, you know, right. like, you know, a springboard. Um, and, you know, so I'm really excited about being able to, I searched for an avenue, a path, you know, like to mm. translate what's in my heart and in, in conjunction with the resources to pull it all off and to translate the vision so that it becomes something tangible that you can actually right. execute and realize. And so the 
the frequency. Yeah, the frequency of the heart. That's what my daddy uh, managed to put into tangible form. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's cool. So let me ask you some of these ridiculous questions yeah, yeah, and see yeah, 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 yeah. see what kind of answers would come up because <laughs> I never know. What advice would you give yourself at age 15? I would uh, tell myself that you're in charge of how people treat you. And we show people how to treat us. It, it stems from something so deep inside of us that, that requires a connection, right? Right. Um, embrace that. I would say, you know, if you're feeling scared, dive right into it. You know? yep. I mean, just, just go straight into it because that's where the magic happens. What uh, pizza topping best represents you? Oh, gosh. <laughs> a sweep the kitchen. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Okay. That's actually a Johnny's pizza. It's, it's, it's a local <laughs> you know, thing that I grew up with. Yeah, yeah. We used to, yeah. I never heard that before, but that's sweep cool. I like the name. Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, like yeah. That. It's a little bit of everything in it. I like that. Who would play you in a movie about your life? <laughs> Whoever you can talk into doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you want to do it? Yeah. I don't know where this came from, but Deborah Winger. <laughs> you know, that's 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 a definite possibility. Okay. What's your favorite curse word? You can, you can say it. These are these are rated R, so I'm not worried. Fuck! The F word, man. It's like you can use it as a noun, you can use it as a verb, you can use it as a ah! It's just like, you know, the universal. Fuck. <laughs> if you were an ice cream flavor, what would you be? Uh, well, the first, first place I went with chocolate and peanut butter. Baskin Robbins. I used to go to Baskin Robbins to get peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> you know, chocolate ice cream with, with, with chunks of peanut butter. Yep. What song should play every time you walk into a room? Uh, the Game of Love. Queen, <laughs> Queen, the game of love. I don't know that that that's just the first thing that came to mind, and so I'm trying to stick to wow. that. Wow, that's cool. I haven't even thought of that song in years and years, but that would be a good song. And you've got a friend. What's the weirdest thing you've tried food wise? The coolest thing: spoonfuls of beluga caviar. That, that like 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 there was a mason jar full of beluga caviar when I was living in Russia. Sadoroja had an uncle who was a sturgeon fisherman man and he would like bring literally a mason jar of this stuff. Yeah, I, I would say uh that but but also while I was living over there there was this uh, the black eggs. It was the only time in my life I've ever had these things. They bury these eggs in the ground for like you know, they had to be there for like decades or something, right? And so it, it was like a big delicacy kind of thing. And they would pull these eggs out of the ground that had been buried in the ground and they were like black eggs. And so like the uh, the um, the the whites, you know, mm. like when you boil an egg, you got the 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 center yolk that, you know, all that other stuff would, what was like this platinum color, you know, this, 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 wow. this, this black, yeah. And, and it had such an interesting flavor. I'm going to give you two things. You tell me what your preference is of the two things while we're talking about eggs. Eggs, omelet or scrambled? <laughs> oh, gosh, omelet. I like scrambled, do they? <laughs> <laughs> I got to pick one. Depends yep. on the day. Depends on the day. 
And I get that a lot. It, a lot of people say it depends on what mood I'm in to, yeah. to do that. So. Depends what I've got inside the refrigerator. Like I'm thinking, right. oh, I got some asparagus. I could make a really good omelet. <laughs> yeah. Texting or calling? Oh, God, calling. Yeah. Uh, well, it depends. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, yeah, no, typically I, I, the, the more connected I can be, the better the more yeah oh 100 percent. yeah 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 the better yeah. toilet paper over or under oh over <laughs> come on now i used to go change the the the, the toilet my, my friend ed nyrick right from from boulder oh my god eddie he had this obsession with you know putting the the toilet paper over you know so it was like you know you're pulling down not pulling up and it, it's you know counterproductive um but i never even thought about it I never even like it was never on my radar until I met Ed Nyrick, you know, and he he, was, yeah, and, and he passed away a few years ago and, and he is always oh, a dear, dear friend from college. And we all like remember him and have great fun things. And so when we had the memorial service, for, you know, we all got together in, in uh, uh, Connecticut and I was going around every place that we would go and making sure that the toilet paper, there was like, you know, that, that, that it was coming from the top. I mean, they're just, yeah. <laughs> people who open your eyes to things that you never thought about your attention to detail like it's just... summer or winter i'm gonna go summer cake or pie pie gold brick my mom is gold brick pie. what my mom is gold brick pie what is gold brick pie <laughs> gold brick pie is oh god it just tastes like love right it's like, it's like <laughs> and it's chocolate Chocolate flavored love. I mean, it's like a chocolate mousse pie that, like, she, 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 yeah, it, it calls for like all this butter and sugar and cocoa. But the eggs, each egg you have to beat for five minutes. And I can remember as a child, you know, my mama would beat each one of those eggs for five minutes. And if you don't, you know, it's not going to come out right. You know, it was right. like she would beat each one of those. And I, and, and and I swear you could taste every ounce of love she poured into it. And she still, it, it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Gold pie. Uh, it, it's like a chocolate mousse kind of thing. I want, I'll send, you know what? I'll, I'll send you, I've got the recipe. Oh, that would um, be dynamite. I've got the would. recipe written, written in my mama's hand. And it's even, and it says like oleo, you know, two cups of oleo, <laughs> one, one cup oleo and it's got a, you know, you, a piece of oleo, or, you know, like a, a blot of oleo that on it's it. on <laughs> it. It is, it, it's got so much story to it. I'll send it to you. I've got yeah. a whole big folder of my mom's recipes that are all handwritten out. And it's just like, I can't, you know, and I've got them all digitized and for my own use, but I, I can't throw away those things. No, it's no. Just like, this is just, just means too much. That is so, so awesome. Oh, are you going to publish that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah, I should. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. often thought about doing, cause my mom's name was Barbara and I always thought of doing like Barbara's best or something like that and publishing all her recipes and that kind of thing. So where it's are you possible. from originally? Originally from New Jersey. Joyzy. Joyzy boy. Joyzy. A Joyzy boy. Joyzy. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather have telekinesis, the ability to move things with your mind, or telepathy, the ability to read people's minds? Uh, telekinesis, because I already have the other. 
Okay. <laughs> it's probably don't want to spread that you around. You can't bullshit a bullshitter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, look it in the eye. You, you know, yeah. Yep. Okay. Would you rather have to eat only broccoli for the rest of your life or be forced to watch an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians every day? <laughs> I love broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would go the same route. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, I seriously do. I love broccoli. You can use broccoli. You can eat it raw. You can, right. you know, boil it. Or you can you can steam it and put butter on it and, you know, a little garlic, salt, and pepper and all that good stuff. I mean, you can do so much with broccoli. You can make a broccoli cheddar cheese soup. I mean, There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The broccoli, I, I, I'm going to go with broccoli. Would you rather have whatever you are thinking appear in a bubble above your head for everyone to see or have absolutely everything you do be live streamed for everyone? <laughs> <laughs> everything to be live streamed, baby, because that's. We're essentially doing it now anyway. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. so, so it's kind of like, you know, what I was cooking up in my mind is, is much more catastrophic than reality right, right, right. <laughs> and, and that's, i think that's true for everybody i know it's true for me that you know yeah. what we imagine is is 95 percent worse than reality so it's always just, yeah. always it, it, so. it's just like the requires courage to summon every little bit of your courage to, mm. to actually go there you know and the more vulnerable you can be the mm -hmm. better off you're going to be so it's true. It's true because you end up giving yourself license and it's like, oh my God, all these things that like, that's where I am in my life right now is coming out from underneath all these things, you know, mm -hmm. that, that labels and impressions and, you know, parts of my identity that change with the wind to be perfectly honest, but make such a huge impact. So coming out from underneath all this stuff, it's like, it took me so long, but I'm no longer kicking myself for taking so long. Right. Does that make sense? You know, it's like, yeah. Oh, because that, that can be, you know, if you start living your life by regrets, mm. it's not going to work. So, so this, so I'm well, happy you're at the new Carlana Stone. <laughs> once again, <laughs> once again. No, but I want to thank you specifically because in your email, in the language that you use, you know, in, in our few mm. correspondence, in each of those emails or what, what, what really resonated with me, it was like, it was giving me permission to just show up and be me. And mm. it was echoed each time you and I, you know, I had to reschedule, mm. you know, and, I, and so coming into this today, I was like so nervous because I'm like, Oh man, you know, it's like, <sighs> there's a, there's a quote by Martin Luther King that said, you can only lead a man to the depths of your own transformation. And that that quote has inspired me, but it's haunted me, right? And driven me to action. Having people like you in my force field, like like like, like you know, I, I, I'm just so humbled that, that I was invited into this experience. And I want to acknowledge what you do as far as you create this real safe space for an exchange, hmm. even though we've never gotten to know one another outside of LinkedIn or whatever it is. And I got a couple of emails <laughs> exchanges that are like one or two lines. There's so much that is communicated through 
the language that you use and it is, you know, Hey, no preparation needed. Just, just show up and, and, you know, talk about what you're fiercely passionate about and right. just, you know, show up and be yourself. And it, it, it it's just, it's. Well, thank you for that because that, that it was my sole intention of, of, of this entire thing called the hydrant was to do, you know, there's a dozen, you know, shows out there. How'd you get started? You know, who cares? I wanted to do something fun that also allowed my guests the ability to just be themselves and we could all find out mm. a little bit more than what whatever media front is put up because we all put them up but yeah you know, i wanted i wanted to do something a little bit different that was a fun and b meant something yeah so, well, you're doing it, my friend. And, and, and like I said, I am just honored to be a part of the journey with you. Thank you for doing this and being a part of this. I am just thrilled to death that uh, you were here today. And if you want to learn more about Carlana, and who wouldn't, you go to carlanastone.info. And she's got a website. It's got all sorts of stuff on there. So you, you'll find out about everything. Thank you for watching and listening. And we'll see you again next time on The Hype. <laughs> right on. Thank you, man. <laughs> this is like, ooh, I, I feel like the, the hydrant and the top is just blown off. Spreading <laughs> right all over the street. We're all dancing in the rain and the sunshine. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us on The Hydrant. The Hydrant announcer is Allison Steele. For outstanding VO coaching and voice acting services, visit Allison at allisonsteel.com. That's Allison with a Y and Steel with no E at the end. Shoot me an email with any comments, questions, worthwhile recipes at bigdog at jimcoopervo.com. This episode copyright 2023 by Jim Cooper VO and Nat Lancor Audio, which is solely responsible for its content. No reproduction by writing, recording, reposting, smoke signals, AI voice loading, Morse code, or any other electronic or manual recording method known to man is allowed without prior written consent. Come back and play with us next week as the steady stream of outstanding guests continue at The Hydrant.